This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 89, about Gotham Mad City, season 3, episode 10, Time Babam. I'm David Mizzouz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lloyd Taylor, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back to Gotham TV Podcast, Gothamites. This is Derek, one of your hosts, and we're here to talk about Gotham Mad City, Season 3, Episode 10, Time Bomb. Yeah, I am one of your other hosts, John. Uh, welcome back to this booming episode mm-hmm. of Gotham TV Podcast, where, yeah, we we see... The time bomb. Yes. Enter yes. into the fray. <laughs> well, a time-delayed device, I think, is the big, <laughs> the big moment in this episode. Yes, this is our spoiler-filled coverage of, uh, of episode 10 of season 3 of Gotham. Uh, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Um, I just wanted to quickly kind of start out with a couple of... Uh, a, a little sad note, I suppose. Uh, over the weekend, our, our first Batman, really, uh, Adam West, passed away at the age of 88. Um, really sad news. I'm very sad to hear that he passed Absolutely. away. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think I spent... Most of my Saturday mornings when I was a kid watching uh, episodes of the original Batman series on uh, on TV back in back in the eighties, probably wasn't alive long enough to see it when it first aired in the sixties. But it was always a little touch point having a superhero TV show on on television at the time. Now we have hundreds, but at the time we really only had that as a as a as a half hour drama. We thought at the time uh, realized a lot later it was a lot campier and a lot funnier than uh, than something like Gotham is, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Completely out there, but completely, um, just of its time and, and, and brilliant. I mean, as, as kids, I think, I think it's down to not only the comics, but that TV show, why mm-hmm. Batman is so beloved, uh, so enjoyed, so popular, even, uh, you know, so many people watched Adam West, um, either at the time when it aired or like Derek for myself. Um, I, I watched it. Saturday mornings uh, and just enjoyed the whole thrill of it, you know, really good. And I mean, lastly, is that as well, when we were over in New York Comic Con two years ago, you know, the Adam West panel was just a really interesting run through his career, uh, through Batman 66 and how it was produced, what they were doing. And obviously, lastly, then with Family Guy uh, as Mer West as well, mm-hmm. you know, really reprising that that kind of goofy, oddball, kind of lovable character in, in Mer West. So yeah. I, yeah. I love that in, in Family Guy, they always say he actually came up with the jokes. Everybody thinks that he was just given some <laughs> crazy lines to say, but actually, apparently, he came up with loads of those jokes himself for Family Guy. Uh, yeah, that panel I've had at, at, uh, at New York Comic Con. It was one of those special moments where you're in a room with kids who are like, you know, eight years old and they know who he is from probably Lego Batman. I think he had uh, had some character in there. Uh, obviously, the original Batman was in there. And um, so seeing that when you had an eight year old kid and you had people that were around, you know, later in years, you know, 60 and 70 years old who would have grown up with Adam West as well. It was great to have a room full of people that were really hanging on every word he said. He was such an interesting character. That was actually for the release of the the Blu-ray series um, yeah. of all of the all of the episodes all together for at one time. So uh, yeah, sad sad loss really to the to the Bat family. Absolutely. Um, but 
But we will go on to good news, I suppose. There is a little bit of news as well about our Bullockism competition. So we will be closing the Bullockism competition in the next couple of episodes. Uh, if you want to get your Bullockism of the week in, uh, just email us over at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. And we do have an additional prize that's been given to us by one of our listeners, Claire Payne, who we met over at London's Hero and Villain Fan Fest. She's given us a full base set of the Gotham Season 1 trading cards. Uh, wow. Really nice of you, Claire. Thanks so much for handing that over. I'm sure we'll, we'll find a good home for it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Claire. And of course, to all you lucky competition entrants, mm-hmm. it's a really good prize that you can get a, a folder and, you know, collect them like the old uh, football trading cards, as any trading card. Well, yes, you will have to buy the folder yourself uh we do we do just have the uh, the set of trading cards that's from true from that Claire, is true but it's a great starting point definitely yeah. um yeah. for anyone interested in gotham mm-hmm. uh, and these trading cards and you can get ones as well with a slight bit of the 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 costume it's that's kind right. of the 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 costume design and production card as well which mm-hmm. is really interesting to see um that kind of novel trading card yeah yeah it's really fascinating when you see one of the cards and it has uh has some of the costumes from season one or season two that you that are almost iconic now some of the some of the maniacs uh outfits that they were wearing in the show and you realize they've actually chopped those up and stuck them into trading cards now so nobody will ever be able to wear them again uh, quite, <laughs> quite interesting uh, and of course we also have the harvey bullock pop that will be going to uh to the winner of our uh, bullockism competition all you need to do as i say is email us over to feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com but with that john i think it's time to get into the episode isn't it definitely yes so episode 10 of gotham season three time bomb was directed by hanel m culpepper it's her first episode of gotham uh, but she has done loads of tv including empire castle she's done a couple of episodes of the flash including king shark John, cool that episode with uh, with killer shark in the in the show uh, which was a great one uh, and the episode was written by robert hull who's kind of a, a, another one of our regular Gotham writers. He's written seven episodes of the show, including Mad Grey Dawn and Mommy's Little Monster, John. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So great to have him back on board. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. Bruce Wayne learns the gang who's after the key is out to destroy the Court of Owls and is therefore not his enemy. Soon after, however, Talon murders the gang leader. Elsewhere, when Mario Falcone is targeted by assassins, his father Don Carmine Falcone deduces that the court is responsible and successfully blackmails them into ceasing their attack. Edward Nigma kidnaps and tortures Butch Gilzean and Tabitha Galavan before discovering that they are not responsible for Isabella's death. Showing remorse after cutting off Tabitha's hand, he allows them to go to the hospital. After investigating the matter, Barbara Keane realises Oswald Cobblepot killed Isabella and plans to use the truth to stage a power grab. Jim Gordon says one final goodbye to Leslie Tompkins before her upcoming wedding to Mario. When Mario sees Lee with Gordon from a distance, he bursts into a fit of rage and exhibits symptoms of the Tetch virus. Oh, yes. This is a yeah. very Falcone central episode. Which is really good. Good yeah. to see uh, Don Carmine back, actually, in, in Gotham. Love Don Don Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, really good to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that, you know, Mario, there was always something slightly suspicious. Yeah. Um, I think, or you, you wondered whether that was going to be the case. And I know there was a moment early on in the episode where, um, there's, there's Carmine, there's Mario. 
I think they're leaving a restaurant and there's Leslie Tompkins there as well. And the issue of Alice Tetcher's blood and the virus contained within it does come up. And there's a few camera uh, shots of, of knowing glances between uh, Mario and Carmine, mm-hmm. which is got me immediately suspicious that maybe uh, Mario's bulging eyes are down to the the voices and, and the pressure uh, within. And of course, uh, yeah, he goes all veiny. That's right. Yeah, that was at very the, veiny. In fact, yeah, that was at the rehearsal dinner, wasn't it? For um, in fact, for maybe the wedding. he should be called Mister Vane. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but let's get on to our points. I think we best place to start really is at the top. Uh, Mario is the target of the car bombing. Our first case note for the week. Uh, it's the car bombing that happened at the beginning uh, of the episode. It kind of hinges on this throughout the episode as to who is the target. Whether it is somebody, somebody who's an enemy of Don Falcone. He says himself he's got many enemies. Uh, whether somebody he's trying to kill him uh, when he's going out to celebrate the wedding of his son uh, to Leslie Tompkins. Um, But really interestingly, it's Mario that's the target. So, um, But as you say, Mario starts to get more and more aggressive throughout this episode as well. So there's some reason. We don't really know why. Yeah, there's a few attempts on his life, um, Mm. obviously outside of the restaurant, um, but also at uh, Jewelers as he goes to pick up Leslie's uh, wedding ring. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the the car bomb was an interesting one. Uh, I believe it was said that uh, there were just a few burns, yet I'm absolutely sure that yeah. the maitre d' um, did get in the car, and the car went boom, boom, hit the room. He definitely, definitely went towards the car with the keys, and it looked like he opened the door. It looks like he had enough time, at least, to open the door, and that's what set off the car bomb. So I was really surprised that there was no deaths. Yeah, well, I think maitre d', I think the d in maitre d' stands for dead. Maybe. I think he's dead. <laughs> Um, they said no. I would be surprised that. if he he didn't uh, snuff it. Right. Um, but yeah, um, but we we get this interesting play then of you know who are these people mm-hmm. uh, after after him? As you say, is it going to just be another um, mafioso family? Uh, but we find Falcone doing some homemade um, DIY tooth surgery <laughs> on one of the assailants, um, nice. and. Not only was that something that made your eyes water, but even just the fact that they had um an owl owl eyes chiseled, drilled into their teeth kind mm-hmm. of made me think, yeah, we're dealing with complete and utter nutters here. All right. All right. Definitely. I, I did like Tom Falcone's investigation here. He knew exactly what to look for. He did obviously suspect that the court were involved in some way, but obviously wasn't willing to tell Jim about it. Jim's not been being brought into the Court of L's idea yet, I suppose. Um, but yeah, he finds that it is the court that's that's the one that's behind uh, this attack on, on Mario and goes to threaten Catherine. Yeah, which is a big play, actually. Mm. Um, Catherine is... You know, the, the creaky librarian looking lady who actually is hard as nails. I wouldn't say that to um, her face, yeah. No, exactly. Um, and actually there's a bit of, bit of back and forth between the two. You know, they both give as good as they get. I mean, to some extent equals. And to some extent, I just wonder, is Falcone in the court of Alice? But to some degree, obviously he seems to have worked with them and been a part of any of their plans, yeah. but also, I suppose he's not uh, one of the old Gotham families, but he's certainly deeply involved with them. And, um, you know, again, the question arises, why were the course of hours after Mario? Mm. Do they know that Mario is infected with um, 
this bloody virus. Yeah. It felt like the court kind of let Falcone do what he wanted to in the city as long as he was within their control, kind of like the way they do with everybody, really. The same with Oswald. He's being allowed to do by the grace of the court, effectively, as long as he's not messing what they want to do up. Uh, so that's what it feels like the relationship was with Falcone. He was trying to threaten Catherine, and Catherine very calmly was kind of saying, you do realize how much power we have, and you don't have anything like that kind of power. Yeah. Don't come at us. I wonder if Catherine's false teeth have got those uh, owl eyes. I think that's quite likely. I think it's quite likely. But everybody knows who she is now. <laughs> not that I'm suggesting she has false teeth. <laughs> Uh, but you never know. Right, right. What did you think about the the reveal of of Mario when he when he does find Lee and Jim having their goodbye kiss? Well, well I it. definitely think it was signposted earlier in the episode. At least you were mm-hmm. kind of thinking, why are the Falcons so interested yeah. about uh, Alice Tetch's blood? Maybe that is why Mario is also. Uh, in the medical profession so that, you know, he can look for some kind of cure for it. Mm. Um, but I thought it was really good. I mean, actually, the actor who plays Mario, to me, is really, really looks like Mario Falcone from uh, The Long Halloween, um, from, uh, the you know, one of the seminal Batman runs. Mm. I, it's really sort of slightly... Um, it's unnerving, interesting it? and, and, and unnerving that <laughs> yeah. he he kind of does look like Mario from from the comic book, mm-hmm. and it's a really good ploy because I think he's really good in this in this role, and I think he's really moved into it, and I think this just adds another good layer connected, obviously, to the the Tetch virus. Um, I liked it. Um, I liked the you know the veins being revealed as he effectively kills two of the two kind of muggers on on the street who are sort of harassing him Mm. and of course we even get to see uh, in the jewelers he does kill one of the attackers just by strangling him you know he loses it there and you know and is able to kind of hide that and pass it off by just saying you know he was attacking me i did what i had to do Mm -hmm. and but yeah i think this is really interesting i mean poor leslie Another crazy guy. <laughs> She's got a type, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but on the on the investigation of the court, I think Damn. we go on to our, our second point. Alfred gets peppered. Uh, yes. Not pepper sprayed. <laughs> no. But maybe. No, I think it was extract of fungus, echinacea, and ginger root oil. It could well be. No, it I didn't take down the ingredients. I'm um, just uh, making that up. Um, but <laughs> homemade mind control. Uh, yeah, Alfred gets the wibbly wobbly camera um, back again, which is, is really good um, to allow Poison Ivy to leave the confines of Wayne Manor and escape to getting captured. Really, <laughs> um, yeah, she's not that great. No, she's not. not. It just, but I do like that it goes to prove that Alpha was absolutely right to keep Selena indoors. Uh, these guys were on the lookout for anybody connected with the with the necklace that was stolen. Um, it seems like Ivy gets out for twenty minutes or something, and then she's been <laughs> captured again. So, uh, so yes, again, her body Poor has mind. grown. Her mind, probably not. She seems seems to not understand the ways of the world. Uh, but why yeah. she doesn't use her sassy perfumes on her? abductors i don't know presume she would have tried these guys are probably pretty smart and don't want to get very close to this girl's neck uh 
Uh, yeah. You know. And who has she been caught by, I wonder? I suppose that kind of takes us on to our next point with Bruce and Selena going to pick up, the, bring the L key or find out about the L key. Um, lots of investigation going on in the House of Wayne um, where, where he's going through all the books and Selena comes up with this concept of cleaning the key to see if there was anything underneath it, which I really like. Yeah. Um, really good idea. And it turns out to be the L key. So another connection with the Court of Owls. Uh, and they go off to find... Ivy Pepper, who's been kidnapped by this by this other group, who they think is the court. Yeah, their insidious threads really are permeating through Gotham at this stage. Mm. Um, but I I do um I do like how this is starting to develop, and the fact that the people who have been chasing them are no part of the courts of owls at all, but right. are the whisperers, a, yeah. a a group that were sort of lured in, maybe a bit like Farmer and. Farmine, a bit like Carmine Falcone, um, who you know was dealing with the the course of owls, working for them, and then got betrayed. Effectively, yeah. you know, had run their course, their usefulness had gone, uh, and of course, um, were turned on. Most of them killed, some escaped, and the, there's this these three brothers, um, who are effectively uh taking the fight back to the court of owls and well, they, they have well <laughs> not I mean, for much longer and maybe not brothers uh they are connected together, they are yeah. connected yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and um what i think the interesting thing here is that this key links to something that is of immense um of an immense threat to to the court of owls yeah. that it will lead to their destruction uh, in some way i wonder what that is that's really kind of interesting Absolutely. but also then you know this is so much of a threat um that that they send talon after them and um three become one uh, yes yes that's true a slight variation <laughs> on the spy skills theme yes yes or song i should say <laughs> what i do also like about this and we keep referring to it we've referring to it so long that it didn't seem weird this is the first time we've had confirmation that is this is the Court of Owls. They haven't actually been called anything other than the Court for this entire season. Uh, we're on episode 10, and it's revealed by the Whispers that this is the Court of Owls that they're up against. And it's a bit of a, a bit of a moment for Bruce of Enemy of My Enemy is My Friend now. So he's going to kind of team up with these guys. Definitely. Uh, but there has been a lot of owl-related iconography here yeah. and a lot of the word the courts being used yeah the masks obviously so yeah we did a giant leap here <laughs> our theory has panned out finally mm -hmm. nice to have it confirmed that's all i'm saying absolutely um but yeah so i mean this is starting to develop and to the point where by now this truce that bruce wayne has um negotiated or agreed with catherine in the course of hours he's prepared to give that up now mm -hmm. um he understands that you know there is a silver bullet for them um, That's right. maybe some redenticide even um <laughs> to to kill them off and so yeah he's willing to let that go and to aid the whisperers yeah yeah. But I wonder if the Court of Owls know he's now said that, because they are all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-to-it-to-wooing. <laughs> you never know. They might have somebody in the whispers. You never know. But uh, but no, I do like this idea that Bruce is kind of saying, well, I went along with it because... Um, I, w I went along with it because, like... I didn't think there was anything further to go, but yeah. now I know there is, and there's something that's out there. So uh, so that's quite cool. And he's still undercover. He's still he's still hidden, So which is which is quite cool. I think it's time to get out to the other side of the stories that were going Absolutely. on. The return of Butch Gilzean. 
poor butch. Um, he gets <laughs> kidnapped by Ed, uh, himself and Tabitha, and now is being punished for something that he de- definitely didn't do. And because he's not trusted by Ed, Ed just keeps going further and further with his uh, with his punishment of him. Yeah, well, as Ed says, you know, he thought that Butch would resist. He thought he would play dumb. Um, and unfortunately for Ed, it's the truth. And unfortunately, even more so for Tabitha and for Butch, it's also the truth. I mean, Ed is electrocuting him and then pulls out his pièce de résistance, the the mini guillotine, um, and you know, devises a way for Tabitha to save herself, but obviously to kill uh, Butch. Uh, and if she doesn't, that then she loses her hand. Um, and, and, not, and not for the first time I've wanted to bring in Nigmaisms of the week. Uh, yeah. It does have probably my favourite line that Nigma's ever said, where he uh, he's describing the choices between what would happen to Butch and what would happen to uh, to Tabitha, and describes it as, uh, "Will we hear? Will we see the zap of heartbreak or the sound of one hand clapping?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> great little moment. It does really feel yeah. like the Riddler as well. It's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's um, you know Ed is taking massive uh, pleasure of from all of this, and it's it's just really uh, good. But we do get a little. Interesting little tidbit here about um, the potential relationship between Butch and Tabitha where, mm-hmm. you know, she says, I like you, Butch. I'm just not in a love place right now. And <laughs> um, despite having said those um, heartbreaking, at least for Butch, heartbreaking words, Butch kind of says, I don't mind that. I'm in love with you. You don't have to be in love with me. Yeah. Um, you know, you can still kill me. And that seems to just help her to effectively hold her breath and uh, off with her head. Oh, it's a nice romantic moment, really. It is, you know? with a lot of blood. But... And we do <laughs> then have, you know, obviously Barbara runs in as well. Um, well, no, that's later, I think. But they do... Uh, Butch says something with regards to, I'm glad I put a bullet in her head. Exactly. And, like, and starts uh, shouting out effectively what he probably would have done. Um, and Ed suddenly realizes the error of his ways and that, you know, Butch was not involved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ed does allow them to put the hand on ice and to get themselves over to Gotham Hospital, General mm-hmm. Hospital, in time to hopefully save Tabitha. Otherwise, it's going to be, um, interesting. Butch and Tabitha, both with metal hands. I know, yeah, yeah. Clunk, clink, clunk. <laughs> a match made in heaven, in some in some senses. Uh, they're both they're both missing exactly the same appendage. Um, but I do like that there's a, a, a kind of an ongoing gag every time somebody finds out that Butch and, and Tabitha are together, they just go Ugh, like <laughs> Barbara yeah. is completely disgusted at this idea. They were in some kind of relationship, I presume. When you're as crazy as Barbara is, you don't really expect the person that you're going out with to stay with you. Unless it's Jim, then you try and force him to stay with you. Um, but it it does seem like she just she just seems a little bit annoyed that Tabitha would go back to Butch. She doesn't seem put out or angry at Tabitha. She still goes to take care of her and try and save her. In fact, try and save both of them. But she doesn't seem that put out by it. Um, but she she's not enamoured with it no, either. No, not yeah. at all. And I think that brings us on to our. Case note five, which is, you know, Barbara, uh, clever Babs has worked out that Oswald, um, is the likely person to have 
you know, tampered with uh, Isabella's breaks mm-hmm. uh, and, and that it, he is in love with Ed Nigma, um, which is really interesting. That comes with through an encounter with Olga. Um, great to have Olga back on, on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, and in the hospital, as they're racing to save Tabitha's hand, you know, she's effectively making her move on, on the crown of Gotham, uh, that she is going to use it for a power play to create war between Oswald and Ed. Potentially, yeah. It kind of feels like she's either going to do that or she's going to use it for some blackmail uh, to get them into a higher position within Gotham. So again, Oswald is the man with power now. Every type of power he has. Uh, he has legal power, being the mayor of Gotham, and he also has all the power of the underworld. So she wants to. It seems like she wants to increase her position, and this is a great thing to hold over Oswald that she knows he's the one that murdered Isabella, and how angry Ed would be, and also she knows there's a relationship between the two. So that's that's all interesting stuff yeah, that's going on. For I, I feel she is going for the mutually assured destruction vibe that you know Maybe. she will play it off. W- through whisperers um to add to oswald and i it seems like she is trying to keep them out of it not to involve themselves in the nitty-gritty of it mm-hmm. but you know few words said here a few words said there uh, a little hint here and, and a nod there that ultimately to allow them to go at it right. and, and destroy themselves. That's kind of how I, I, I read it. Um, so it'll be interesting. And, of course, Butch is all up for that now. Yeah. Um, he probably can see himself uh, getting some importance back into uh, the underworld of Gotham. Absolutely. I still don't think that he's going to forgive Ed for taking the hand of uh, of the woman he loves. That's not uh, not a good one either, is it? Probably for not. no reason. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's our kind of that's our top 5 points for this episode. Um think uh, obviously there's a Bullockism of the week in here. Uh, Bullock is back as captain of uh, of the GCPD. <laughs> uh, one of the things I loved, I know it's not a Bullockism, it's not particularly a line. I love that he's back on the Pepto-Bismol just like <laughs> he was in episode one of the season we were talking about the fact that Bullock has changed quite a lot over the season he's not the funny sidekick uh, as much as he was to begin with but I love this moment as as Jim comes back in and, and sees him uh, sees him just drinking some Pepto-Bismol back the bottle, on the Pepto you know? he was drinking that right back in episode one of season one um, so yeah he loves his Pepto mm-hmm. um, yeah it's probably quite grim to drink. I don't actually. think you can drink it neat like that. No, I reckon there's a bit of whiskey in there. Actually, <laughs> just to just to liven the Pepto up. Actually, <laughs> but um, certainly, like Jim tells uh, Harvey Bullock to keep a discreet eye on Mario. Don't look at him. Yeah, love that, love that little <laughs> moment where you know Harvey goes back to kind of stupid Harvey, really, where he's told by Jim, "You must keep an eye on Mario," so he doesn't uh, he doesn't leave the GCPD, and then you see Harvey looking straight at him. Uh, what I love about the payoff of that is Mario does get away from the GCPD about half an hour later. He just <laughs> tells Harvey some some excuse by saying, "Oh, I'll just go sort this out. I don't trust any of you," and still gets out of the GCPD. <laughs> so, uh, so no help there to Jim. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, there's some good other other moments in the episode. Um, one of the ones that stood out to me was uh, Bruce and Selena. I love the moment of Bruce where he says to her, um, there's really no way of me asking you to stay behind that doesn't end in you yelling at me, is there? And she says no. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, love that little moment. And of course there is uh, Barbara's tracking down of the location of, of Butch uh, and Tabitha and it leads her to a, an equipment store for stocks and bondage. <laughs> um, you can get anything in Gotham and it, 
I do like how she extracts the information. Uh, not that I would be into that kind of uh, uh, playing around, but I do like the fact that she puts the guy who's behind the counter into the stocks and then extracts the information through whipping. And it's that fabulous. staccato voice. <laughs> well, yes, with a whip in between each one of those moments. <laughs> yeah. uh, really cool. So good. Really cool. And I love that at the end of it, Classy she babs. leaves him in the stocks and says, I'll come back next week to reward you if I get to find my friends. It's good. <laughs> and he seems perfectly happy with that. Although he doesn't like being left in the store, in the stocks, in the store, because obviously he will have more customers to attend to. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a really good, uh, really good moment. Well, maybe episode. the customers will attend to him. Maybe, maybe. John, what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, really enjoyed uh, this episode you know few new developments in here really moving it along uh, definitely uh, gonna give this another solid four stocks and bondage out of five and <laughs> um, that is the place for your all your stocks and bondage equipment needs and mm-hmm. um, a bit like this episode i just think um you know see mario obviously infected with the tetch virus really good and obviously mm-hmm. you know it doesn't bode well for, for Leslie. Uh, but I, I'm loving that development. Having Carmine Falcone back in centrally for this episode, really nice. A um, little bit more about the Court of Owls now. They're, they're, they're really starting to come into into their own. You know, the Whisperers, a, a bit of backstory here between them. Barbara, always um, a oh, pleasure to have on, on screen, mm-hmm. especially when she is extracting information in the way that she does. Just so funny. Uh, just good fun. Uh, great, Just a, a great bit of light-hearted fun uh, from the writers. Uh, and, of course, obviously, uh, this whole thing with Ed and, and Oswald now uh, potentially, you know, starting to come to the simmer. Ed, obviously, now is... Well, who has done it? And maybe he already knows. Maybe he kind of thought it's either it's it's one of two or three people. Mm. And maybe Oswald was in that. Um, and I don't know. I don't know, know whether he'd think. Interesting. I don't know whether he'd think it's Oswald because the the relationship has intensified so much, and he's helped Oswald out so much. I don't think he's seeing the love interest side, which is the only reason that Barbara has realised. It's Oswald. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I'm sure that maybe Barbara will have a word in his ear at some point. But again, a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, so far, I've said this before, uh, Gotham Season 3 is really solid yeah. and is stonking it. Loving it. It's really, really good. I forgot one of my other favorite lines. I'm going to throw it in here. I have really enjoyed the episode, but I forgot one of my other favorite moments, which is Oswald uh, when he's threatening Barbara when she arrives in cocky as hell, uh, carrying that gun into a room full of men with guns pointed at her. Uh, and Oswald says, one more step and I'm going to blow your brains all over the carpet and Olga will have to clean them up. She's good at getting eight stains. <laughs> Love that little moment with Oswald. But yes, another really, really good episode. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think with that, on to some feedback. Mm-hmm. We have some feedback again uh, f- from Daniel Butcher. Yeah. Um, Alfred, don't smell that. I was really sad, says uh, Daniel, that Alfred came under Ivy's control. No. Yeah. He seems to be smarter than that. He is. But, but he didn't expect it to happen, of course. But it's the it's the law. I'm liking that. You know, it, it's it's a good. I'm glad that Ivy grown up has worked, and I I think if you're going to effectively 
rapidly age her, um, then you need to start bringing these things into mm-hmm. play for Ivy um, so that it, it really can get a flavor of, of poison Ivy mm-hmm. from, from uh, obviously, uh, the comics. And, and this is really good. I mean, I still think now that they've done this as well, um, <clears throat> you know, okay, she's making potions um out of plants, she's loving plants more than 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 man and humans. Yeah, but she's still naive. She still doesn't seem malicious in any way. She, you know, and I'm wondering, it's just to get what she will wants. there be that change in her character mm. where it becomes, you know, a bit like with Barbara, that kind of uh, descent into. Um, vindictiveness of the you know the master female poisoner who is deciding to take this like beyond just maybe petty thief but you know mm. she really extends those those uh that web of ivy uh around gotham i really interesting to see that well one of the things i do really like about poison ivy's character is that she's usually motivated by saving plants or saving something saving the environment um it's what she's usually motivated motivated by she's not usually a real big villain you do get some arcs that she is but it's generally coming motivated from something she's not trying to just steal jewels i suppose that's true but it also does potentially lead to the death and destruction of innocent people people though not plants (laughs) that would be her t-shirt if she wore one yeah Um, um so and yeah and daniel goes on and says i do love butcher's return and there is a part of me that really thinks he is a true romantic yes. he really wants to take the pain instead of her being tortured uh, butch totally was going to die instead of let tabitha lose her hand before we found out she wasn't in a love place wow even with that our boy is a total romantic wow oh wow tabby does love him back yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. it was it was a really nice little scene, and, right. and the way it built up, it was what would she, won't she? Um, and in the end, from a point of, okay, this isn't going to end well for Butch, you know, his true feelings for her um, came out, and they were reciprocated. It was really nice. Yeah. 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 That was really cool, actually. Yeah. And, and you know, nice to see some stuff for, for our, our lovely Butch uh, in exactly. the episode. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, Daniel then goes on and says, what? The court has enemies? Well, this could be interesting. I don't think the guys with masks as talons, uh, but could they be MCU'd? Former talons with no healing or at least some more science-based healing. But these assassins with owl teeth, is that a talon? <laughs> now, dudes in Nightwing masks do make great MCU talon, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is Mario a talon, maybe? <laughs> Everyone's a talon. Everyone is a Everyone. talon. But I think Mario is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I, crazy I, in love, literally. Absolutely. If any of you haven't heard uh, uh, Daniel's podcast that he, he did about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the MCUing, it's a term that he came up with, which is uh, which is a, a version, a Marvel Cinematic Universe version of a character. So applied to uh, applied to, to the DC Universe, it's, it's how they're translating the talons into the TV show, I suppose, is, it would be the best explanation. It'd be great to see a Nightwing um, of some description, a proto-Nightwing yeah, coming in. I don't think you can have a Nightwing without a Batman, though. I personally. think you're right. Um, as I've said before, though, uh, this Gotham is an alternate universe version of the Gotham that we see in the comic books. There's loads of stuff going on here that you probably wouldn't have expected to see uh, in, in Gotham prior to Batman coming but along. But even just something random like they did with... Um with uh, the Graysons at for mm. for the fur ground with Jerome, you know, you don't really 
hit into it or, yeah. or run with it, but you just a nice little bit of uh, Easter egging going it would, on. It would be know? nice to see the Graysons back with a little baby in tow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. Daniel goes on to say, I do love how Babs is showing friendly loyalty, even if it is in a very painful way. <laughs> it's yes. kind of her thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she is all about the craziness as Babs. Um, I, I think, you know, I think after the first season, you know, we were fairly like, oh, what are they doing with Barbara and how is this going to revolve? But actually, mm. in the end, this is totally She's awesome. Great. She's awesome. We love we love Barbara. Thanks so much for your feedback, Daniel. Yeah, thank you so much, Daniel. And hot off the presses directly from our Gmail just after we recorded <laughs> comes some feedback from Claire Payne. Thanks, Claire, for sending in the feedback. Uh, she starts with, Hi, John and Derek. Gotham Season 3 seems to be getting better and better with each episode. This one is already in my top 10. I learned a few important things from this episode. Frittata is a crustless quiche. Olga is a whiz with stains and Butch doesn't tip very well. Uh, one of the reasons I'm so happy that Jim and Harvey are working together again is the scene where Jim asks Harvey to keep an eye on Mario. Jim, keep an eye on Mario. So Harvey looks at Mario. Jim, what are you doing, Harvey? I'm keeping an eye on Mario. Jim says, don't look at him. <laughs> that was our that was our bullockism. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, she says, I laughed so much at this scene. I watched it about three times. Like comedy when, when done so well in Gotham. Claire goes on to say, the Mario and Falcone story is so intriguing, especially when Falcone removed a tooth from one of the assassins and it's branded with an owl. Then the meeting with Catherine shows just how in control the court are and assuming Carmine and Carmine and Mario are safe for now. With the reveal that Mario's infected with the virus and it's jealousy that's his darkness, it had me wondering when he got infected, was it back in episode six when Jervison had Leslie hostage or, or has Mario been injecting himself? Yeah, he probably had access to the blood being in the hospital, I suppose. Yeah, it could have been when um, Leslie was hostage. He, he's got access to the to blood bank, I suppose, but mm. not to the crime blood. Maybe, like maybe he, not. he's working yeah. in a normal hospital. But yeah, it seems as though he's been infected without him knowing it, and it's only with the onset of the voices that he now knows. Uh, obviously, with what's happened with Captain Barnes as well, that he is now infected. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Interesting, we'll probably find that out pretty soon. Um, Claire goes off to say, the mystery key is definitely connected to the Court of Owls, and quite rightly too. Alfred is concerned that Bruce might have gone back on their agreement. I really liked how Ivy used her perfume on Alfred to escape, and then ends up being held hostage by the Whispering Gang, who seeks revenge on the Court of Owls. Then two members get slashed by a court's assassin. I wonder what it unlocks that the court fears. Definitely going to find that one out pretty yeah, soon, I'd say. I wonder what it will be. Mm, yeah, it's really intriguing. Isn't is it, it the, a list of all the people who are in the court? That would be very cool because that would be the big thing that they probably fear is finding out all the members of the court. Yeah, definitely. And finally, Claire says Nigma is perfect at being gleeful when he's dishing out revenge. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Butch and Tabitha, they are in the receiving end and are not guilty in the murder of Isabella. I just love the way Ed explains how every bit of torture device works. All the scenes of his storyline were done so well from Butch never knowing anyone called Isabelle. Q name rage from Ed, <laughs> Tabitha's hand being put in the guillotine, Butch confessing his love for her and Tabitha admitting in her own way that she does too. When the blade drops and Tabby's hand is cut off, a realisation to Ed when Butch says he shot Isabella in the head, that Butch and Tabitha are not responsible for her death. My favourite bit of the scene is when Barbara turns up and Ed tells her that Tabitha's hands need to be put on ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hilarious moment. Really, really good. And to end it off, Claire says, I really am enjoying this season of Gotham. It has me pondering so many questions. Many thanks, Claire. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Claire. I mean, yeah, I think this season of Gotham is absolutely solid. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. I think uh, Ed Nigma in the role of a torturer is really, really good. Yeah. And then his kind of almost um, funny way in which he kind of goes, oops, uh, my mistake once he realizes (laughs) that it isn't them and what he's put them through. I think is you know it almost like he kind of regresses back to a younger state or something. Um, you know he's trying to be bashful a bit that he ever was torturing them or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah really good scene, and I, I think the interaction between uh, Butch and Tabitha is is really nice, and it's in, in a non sentimental way as mm-hmm. well. I think uh, which really fits their characters. Definitely. Um, you know it, it's it's romantic and heartfelt, but it's not kind of cliche in 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 any way yeah Uh, really really good yeah and i definitely uh suspect that the whispering gang will be of interest moving forward it'd be interesting to see who they are what they're about who leads them is it that group you know the Mm -hmm. the three the three men or is it wider uh in terms of its organization yeah definitely be interesting to see now yeah yeah really enjoying the season of, of gotham and thanks so much again for your feedback claire yeah thanks claire Back to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, remember that if you want to leave any uh, comments or any discussion points, you can send them through to our email at feedback at Gotham TV Alternatively, you can join our Facebook group. Just head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gotham TV podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can also uh, leave a voicemail on our website. Be the first for Gotham TV podcast. We've had a few on our uh, Marvel podcast on over at Defenders TV podcast, but be the first. And, and for 90 seconds, you can have your lovely voice um, on voicemail on our podcast just head over to gothamtvpodcast.com and on the right hand side you can leave a voicemail of up to 90 seconds Mm -hmm. Um, and of course just on the podcast remember that you can uh, listen and subscribe to us at gothamtvpodcast.com forward slash itunes or just search gotham tv podcast on any other good podcast catcher yeah absolutely thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week the 21st of june with gotham season three episode 11 beware the green-eyed monster Ooh, Ooh, jealousy is coming yeah. to gotham or is it killer croc <laughs> maybe <laughs> i hope so i have been dying to see killer croc it would be hilarious if instead of jealousy killer croc appears for for no reason but, for it, an but it, sure, won't not? it will be jealousy it will be it will be but i want it to be maybe it'll be a jealous killer croc there, there you go there you go <laughs> absolutely excellent thank you so much for joining us we'll talk to you again next week absolutely thank you as always for listening and we will speak with you next time bye bye <laughs> Thanks for being a Butch supporter. Butch loves you, baby.